Good day, listeners from around the world. This is James Jordan coming at you for another edition of the Wide World of Motorsports podcast. This is season four, episode. Uh, I believe this is episode eleven. And really, we've done eleven episodes. Yes. Yes, wow. it should have been more, I think, though. But it, we're, this is recorded oh, for the week of June thirteenth, twenty twenty-one, and we're here with Michael Wallace and Charlie Hamilton, our co-hosts for the evening of the Wide World More Sports Podcast. We're we're just chilling tonight, just relaxing, talking about some racing. Yeah, lots of it. Too. Lots of it. Um, to kick it all off, speaking of that, we, we are reaching out to race teams in Ontario, Canada to offer our services for the upcoming races at Flamborough Speedway, Oswegan, and Delaware Speedway. We can take photos, videos, and audio interviews of your team. You can acquire at wideworldofmotorsports at gmail.com. And yeah, we, we love to be able to get out and to be able to cover the uh, the races. The, it's been, we haven't had races in so long to be able to get back out there and get uh, get what happens on the track back out to the community. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been yeah, a it while. Yeah, and it's good to hear that things are rolling again with the APC series starting in July. Some rumblings of... This is rumblings, not official mm. at all, and I haven't heard it from any official source. But NASCAR Pinty Series looking to start August 1st, so hoping that uh, we'll be getting racing sometime in the next month or so. So we're, we're awesome. throwing ourselves back out there. Uh, it's been we've we've changed a little bit since the last time we were at track, but I think that uh, we got we got a better package. We got a good team. That we can come out and uh, cover these races and get uh, get people back, get some more butts and seats too. That's that's another important thing. I'm sure a lot of these promoters are they're eager to get uh, you know people back into the crowd and definitely, definitely, yeah. And I also think that's important too. Is to I would also like to help these short tracks to be able to be successful with coming back from from COVID. That that was crazy. That uh, it's crazy. COVID's crazy. Um, but yeah, so uh, on that, also shout out to the, uh, there's a cool uh, podcast series right now, CTMP 60 of the 60th anniversary of Most Sport, Kitty Entire Motorsport Park. And uh, there's there's a cool little podcast up there that hosts Ron Fellows, who's the son of the owner. Or sorry, uh, yeah, no, the, 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 the oh, yeah. <laughs> the owner is Ron. The son is Sam. So that's uh, mm. cool that he's putting together a podcast and they talked about, they, they found out that there was a, a car club race just in some of the early days uh, at most sport. And it's cool to, to find out where, where it all started there. And, no, that's cool. and, and I don't even know if there, it didn't even look like there's much of a track at that point. So that, that's really cool. Cool little podcast. To check out. Yeah. I'll have to take a listen. Yeah, I always uh, always love the the history and the local tracks here, especially when uh, well, I mean it's Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. It's uh, it's it's a historic track, so them being able to celebrate Legendary. sixty years, gotta gotta be able to. We gotta shout out their sixty years, so uh, that that's cool, real cool. So yeah, yeah. so uh, we recorded just recently. We're we're starting to get back into the mix of things, but a lot, as you mentioned, a lot has happened since we. Uh, our last episode was posted. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's been really actually busy, freakishly busy. Yeah. There was at points during the weekend where it was race after race, or there was like, there was never a point where there was no race like all day. So there was racing at Texas all day. There was racing in Detroit all day. Um, yeah. You know, there, there was some stuff going on and we'll get to in Stafford. There was also some dirt track stuff going on as well over in the East. So there, there was lots of stuff going on throughout the day. I was watching racing from noon to midnight for 12 not straight day. hours. Not, yeah, not a bad not day, a bad but day. yeah. Uh, and then and it was Sunday too with, uh, with that second Indy car race and the all-star race. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was, it was a good, it was a good busy weekend and I watched it all. It was solid. All started off with John Hunter Nibicek winning for Kyle Busch Motorsports once again this season. He's got yeah, he's four victories. Yeah. And he's been on a bit of a roll. Now the points leader after Ben Rhodes, who started second, led the opening lap. Nemechek was on point for the remainder of the first stage on lap eight. Sheldon Creed got loose in the PJ one, which has been a big issue. And, and we'll, we'll potentially get to that in a little bit about the PJ one at Texas. That compound yeah. has been a, an issue. And then in turn two, it caused Sheldon to spin up into the wall and, Another spin on lap 22 as well for him ended his day. Ray Cicciarelli, hope I'm saying that right. His spin on lap 34 ended the stage under caution. Nemechek, Hill, Rhodes were at the top to round off that race. So, Gil, or sorry, stage. Gillen took the lead to begin the second stage, losing it to Chase Elliott, who everyone thought he was going to have some sort of a bigger piece in that race, but he just didn't. He, as he said after the race, he's, he puts himself in. He puts himself in a. Uh, like I think he said he puts himself in a square or something like that. He <laughs> even in the even in the trucks he or whatever he does at Texas, it feels like he's putting himself in a. He's not racing to his full potential. So, no, that's why, and that's one of the reasons why he he ran the truck race just to get that <clears throat> that little bit more experience in it. Right. And he became the stage leader for stage three on lap 109. Nemechek took the lead. And then for uh, the for the rest of the way, as the stage ran green to his fourth win of the year. And uh, it's looking good for Kyle Busch Motorsports in the truck series. Especially yeah. for uh, young Nemechek. He's... Uh, I. Definitely a top four guy in the chase for the truck series already. Oh yeah, you can't. I mean, he's definitely going for the championship. But he's on good form. I don't know if somebody's going to beat him. He's in a strong truck too, right? That that helps. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's got he's got the uh, the equipment to back him and. Continuing on with that, with Kyle Busch in the Xfinity race following that, he got his 99th career victory. And as much as people think he's he's if he even gets another win, he's got races scheduled already in the works with some sponsors for next season. Um, wow. So he he was full of it on that. Uh, if he won his 100th race, he would. He would put it up. He would put up the boots and the. You put. He would hang up the gloves in the Xfinity series. That, that ain't gonna happen. But whatever. No. Uh, he he won that race and any race Kyle Busch is in, you just assume he's gonna win. It, 
You know, he uh, in he that ha- series definitely. Yeah, he held off series regular Justin Allgaier just by a little bit in overtime to earn his second series win and um, it just is as many races as he started this year. So Bush led the last 32 laps, but had to work through some late restarts and it's technically marked kind of, uh, you know, for uh, with John Hunter winning and Bush winning. That was, uh, you know, it's a team win. So there's two, yeah. two wins for them and, you know, he uh, he led a, be- a race best 94 of 171 laps. He had some good pushes on the starts. He had Cindric behind him, who definitely even Kyle said at the end in the, the post-race interview, thanked him for that. And uh, Taking some of those lessons learned going into Sunday, it was his 10th overall, uh, Bush's 10th overall Xfinity Series win at Texas. And uh, he's wow. also has four NASCAR Cup Series and five Camping World Truck Series wins going into that Sunday race. So um, that was the also the 300th win for Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity and Cup ranks. Wow. And just That's, behind... Uh, those are some good numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, you want to be racing for Joe Gibbs or Kyle Busch racing <laughs> if you're uh yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> if you're in the xfinity series yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely and you know and going into just behind al Geyer and centric at the checker flag were other joe gibbs racing drivers daniel hemrick and brandon jones rounding out the top five dinger gregson moffitt haley and it completing the top 10 for that race and the top 10 result was especially significant uh, significant for Noah Gregson, the driver of the number nine junior motorsports Chevrolet. His job at Texas was able to get him uh, from a 30th place start to a seventh place finish. And he's had a couple of uh, last few rough races. So that uh, he's had three consecutive DNFs this season. So that, that's a good, good run for Gregson. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's been unlucky, and I think he's put himself in some of those unlucky positions. But right. he is a good driver. And all this Sorry. is happening. No, you're good. All this is happening in the NTT IndyCar Series. Race one at Detroit was going down, and uh, I was loving it. It's it's other than the Toronto Honda Indy. That's got it. Like that's basically Canada to me because you could. It's like a hundred yards or so away from Canada. It's right in the middle oh, of yeah. Detroit River, so uh, you know it's cl- it's close for me, and and I, I really like watching that. You know when when they race, it's it's like a park, but they end up turning the streets into a street circuit. So it, it's got so much. It's so unique. It's it's an island. It's on an island. God damn it. <laughs> um, but for for Marcus Erickson, the the Swede pulled off a pretty good. Pretty good race there. Held off Renus VK and Pat O'Ward. Yeah. In the three-lap dash to the checker flag. Uh, after the second red flag of the event, quite some some stuff went down. Eric Singh was in second. Yeah. When uh, cars entered pit road mm-hmm. for a red flag period caused when Roman Grosjean, or as uh, I, I call him, Grosjean, 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 Grosjean. <laughs> he crashed in uh, with only just six laps to go in the race. So there's a late race yeah. start there. And 
He was, did you did you see that him trying to him calling trying for the to fire put it out? Group? He went off yeah. to the side to like one of the flag marshals and and it's yeah. interesting because he the guy knew he was coming to it. the guy grabs the yeah, extinguisher and slips it through and slips it to him. But the and safety guy's like nah nah no, not no, again. No, we got this. We <laughs> yeah, got this. But yeah, you're good. <laughs> it was just funny to see him to see him come after <laughs> try to put out the car. I mean, oh, that's not, not fire don't scare thing, him clearly. Right? right? Yeah. But you think but, he'd uh, go yeah. uh, he'd give it a little space. Um, but yeah, he's definitely not afraid. And of even more interesting, Erickson took the lead on pit lane when the number 12 of Will Power, he couldn't get it. He was dying anyways. He was he was getting he was begging IndyCar to let them bring a fan in and to give him some water and whatnot to cool him mm. down. And um, and then they he was he was freaking out. And then right when everything gets going again, they can't get they can't get it going. He wasn't able yeah. to get going, and uh, that that must just imagine how crappy you're just you're cla- you're almost I feel like it'd be claustrophobic feeling. I'm sure they get over that. You're hot. You just want to get out. You just want to air out, and then your freaking car won't go in. You're in the lead. Like oh man, that must have been the worst feeling. <laughs> yeah. So those car. That's actually been um been a issue since introducing the aero screen on the indie cars is that uh the that heat. drivers are really hot in they're them. blistering and if you notice on some of the cars <clears throat> they're starting to they're starting to put some um special ducts on ducting on the top right. of the cars or around the cars and you'll see some of the ri- drivers running that got this hose coming up over their shoulder i mean you see it in in the cup series right and and in sports cars um i particularly remember the corvettes but um they have this hose coming to their helmet to give them fresh air and then yeah his his car wouldn't start on the on the grid and uh that's really unfortunate because he led the most laps of the day you're right and he should have won that race um but Er erickson pulled away and he ultimately got that win he was he he had something coming for power anyways i'm sure power would have held him off with it didn't happen but you know, he def- Erickson definitely deserved that when he had a piece, even though that was it feels like it was uh, it's his first career win. It came in his 37th career yeah. start over three seasons. So for him to to get I, f- I feel happy for him. That was a good and that's racing sometimes. That's why that's why you just never give up, because he, who knows you're in second place. Keep keep, you know, he kept going on during the race and then he finds himself winning the race because he kept going. So never give up. Kids. Well, <laughs> You know, I've said multiple times on on the podcast that, um, you know, you can't take that like you can't take that win away from Erickson, right? Right. He, he yeah. did his job. He was there exactly to to pick up the pieces, and unfortunately, um, uh, unfortunately to Penske and Power, um, it it. it uh, it cost them. Uh, apparently, they just released today that um, uh, Team Penske completed an, inv- an investigation into why the car wouldn't wouldn't start. Electrical failure, uh, uh, citing extreme temperatures below the Very body work on the hot, hot humid day. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, they weren't getting enough fans, and according to Power, the main culprit for losing a uh, losing was an overheated engine control unit, so an ECU. Okay, um, which is which is weird why it happened to him and and nobody else or no other Penske's. But unfortunately, um, that's just what uh, 
It's an unfortunate thing too because I really like Will Power and um, I he's a great driver and he's a good champion and I think sometimes he just has the worst luck. Seems like you it. No. Uh, just things don't go his way. But uh, yeah, it was a good run for Marcus. Really, really happy to see Marcus, you know, finally come out and and win a race well and um, for chip ganassi he's pretty happy yeah. because not yeah. due to some of the uh the you know the stoppage during that indy car race uh with 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 uh with imsa having to be um kind of delayed as well the start of that mm-hmm. so they started late a bit later and obviously it probably cooled down a bit i'm sure it was still unbearable but in imsa yeah. at bell island race racing all day at Belle Isle on Saturday um, with uh, yeah. Kevin Magnuson and Ranger Vander Zander or whatever, <laughs> whatever they call him. <laughs> yeah, you, that was good. You got that Ranger Vander Zander. Yeah, you got that. Uh, they you took the it. number one Cadillac to victory lane in the Chevrolet sports car classic. It's the 60th sports car victory for Ganassi, but the team's yeah. first at Belle yep. Isle. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a that's big for for uh, for uh, for I kept Ford Chip Ganassi. Jeez, for Chip Ganassi <laughs> Racing um, to be you know come here and and win, um, especially with Kevin. You know, first season he doesn't know Belle Isle. I don't think Kevin has ever seen Belle Isle. So um, that's really good for them. Cadillacs were strong here. They're really, really mm-hmm. strong. The duo, they finished ahead of the Action Express Cadillac and yep. as well of the as the number 10 Wayne Taylor Racing Acura, which scored its third DPI podium finish through four races. Yeah, they're, they're really strong with that Acura. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how strong they've been running with that Acura compared to to how, um, you know, the Penske's ran that Acura. Uh, I'm not saying that that Wayne Taylor's organization is doing better, but um, they seem to be, uh, I don't know, they seem to be getting a little bit more out of the car. And uh, that could be because it's, you know, been four, through four years of development, and now it's really starting to pay off. But then again, Penske did win the championship with that Acura, but uh, um, it's unfortunate to see the other Acura finish down here in sixth position last in the DPIs. This is the first season together for Magnuson and Vanderzander, who teamed mm-hmm. up about two months before the season began when CGR decided to enter the premier division of IMSA. So uh, they, you know, looking good for them. And yeah. uh, with. They're getting ready for a new a big new program right and in the gtd division the number 39 <laughs> is is it peregrine peregrine racing peregrine. audi peregrine 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 yeah. something like that yeah. <laughs> racing audi r8 crossed the finish line first but was moved to the rear of the field when a post-race mm-hmm. audit showed the team's refueling was faster than the minimum listed on the balance of performance table for the class According to IMSA, of course. Yeah. That handed the victory to number 23, Heart of Racing team of Ross Gunn and Roman DeAngelis, giving Aston Martin its first victory 
in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship competition. Yeah. And a Canadian, Roman DeAngelis, yep. Canadian. Fantastic. This kid, um, he was amazing in Porsche Cup. Like, he, he ran Porsche Cup North America. He ran Porsche Cup USA. He ran Porsche Cup uh, Canada. And um, he dominated. He dominated. He wiped the floor with everybody. So, um, you know, it's great to see, to see uh, a Canadian on the top step. In the exhibition GTLM division, the number four mm-hmm. C8R Corvette finished ahead of its number three Corvette racing counterpart, which it was just like they were just having fun that race, basically. So. This is the first. This is the first time ever, right? That Corvette has raced at Belle Isle. So uh, traditionally, this weekend is uh, next. Um, is it this weekend or next weekend? It's a goofy, but this is the time of year for for um, Le Mans. And um, in the past, they've only ever run the pro- prototype in the GTD class here because all of the GTLM cars were usually getting ready to race in, in France. Right. And um, it's quite traditional that after after this race, a lot of the drivers that are were running in for the 24 hours they'd all get on the same jet and they'd fly over because sunday was traditionally the test day and um especially if you'd never run there you had to be there so gtlm was just never at this track and um this race wasn't for points for them um it wasn't for anything other than running a chevy underneath uh, the general motors headquarters um you know in the shadow there on the track so but it was kind of cool to see them around there yeah i was wondering if it was going to end up getting late enough where it was going to they're going to have to well I mean, they got lights right so uh yeah. I, would, I, would, yeah. I thought that would have been cool to see i was i was hoping that was going to happen I was gonna see it. yeah it would be um continuing off with the saturday night and ending it off with the camping world srx series the superstar racing experience mm. which is now officially underway uh, it yeah. all started at Stafford Speedway on Saturday, where it hosted the inaugural race for the short track spec series. By the end, local star and six-time NASCAR wheel and modified tour champion Doug Kobe successfully held off the full-time drivers to win. And uh, it all started off with the heat races. Under the SRX format, two 15-minute heat races were held that awarded points a random draw placed the NASCAR Cup Series veteran Craig Biffle on the pole mm. for the first heat. Biffle, who was in a ringer car, had a very nice showing in the number 69 car, which is funny he's running 69, when he led every lap <laughs> of the first heat, in case for people didn't know, just Google, Google his legal issues. The lone incident of the race came when Michael Waltrip spun Paul Tracy, which I couldn't believe I saw and I, I was witnessing. Yeah. I was like, it was coming out of my words like Michael Waltrip spun Paul Tracy. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. What, what world? That was that was that was interesting. <laughs> what world are we in here? Um, <laughs> forcing Marco Andretti to stop to avoid contact uh, as well. So Marco kind of got in there, and in a battle that have brought up some uh, memories of uh, NASCAR back in my day. Biffle battled with. Bobby Labonte throughout the heat 
and the latter would finish second. So that was uh, that was cool to see those guys battle again. Yeah. So they got sure. a field I immersion. Feel all those guys. Oh yeah, and and you know, so it's really cool to hearing Alan Bestwick in the in the studio again was real good, and. Yeah with hearing Danica Patrick, which is a little weird because there's some comments she made, which I, I questioned. So they were, yeah. they were saying awesome bill uh, from Dawson bill. That's what Alan Bessick said. And then Danica Patrick was like, that's what they called him. I was like, are you being like, I was like, I think she knows. I think she knows. That's what they call him. Awesome bill. Though, right. Like she's not, this isn't the world she came from. Right. She's an, she was open right. wheel, you know, um, you know, I think we take we might take that for like for granted a little bit. You know, when was he Austin Bill from Dawsonville in the the 80s and 90s? Like how? Well, how he Danica? raced till mid 2000s, right? Yeah, but I but yeah. I mean, he was always awesome Bill from Dawsonville. But yeah. I mean, when he when he was Bill Elliott, like big time, would have been through the 90s, right? And maybe she yeah. should have known that. But anyways, uh. Maybe she was joking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and because she's, I think. Well, I, I don't know. I, I'm a let's say I'm a Danica fan, but I think that's her sense of humor, and I, I like that. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, so cool. I, I think I got what she was doing, and I, I, I feel like CBS just said, "Show up and just do what you do," because I guess with the experience that Danica's had calling the 500s the last two years, three years, or whatever. I guess yeah. that was enough TV experience for her. And they gave her, I guess they just gave them a page of a script. And it was so interesting because there's a point in the race where they had to throw a caution to, to bunch it up. And they spent, and I don't know why they spent two minutes talking on TV. They were like, what should we call this? You know, we don't, we, we know what word we don't want to call. And they're like trying to refer to obviously NASCAR and competition cautions. Mm-hmm. And they're they're like making it so obvious, like oh well, what do we call this? A a fun caution? <laughs> uh, yeah, a so back it, up caution. Like, what? I I heard some other people talking about that uh, this week, and um, they were talking about how some series um, they run if if the race runs seventy percent, the first seventy percent of the race under green flag then they throw a competition caution. But if there's a caution at any other point in the rate, like before that 70%, then they don't do it. Right. And it was kind of one of those, you know, it's a, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, you know, if you're good enough on the day to, you know, lap the entire field, then, you know, why do you get punished? Like, yeah. Why do you get punished? You know, I Kyle Petty said this a, a while ago. Uh, are in an interview one time and I kind of think it uh, fits this. He, he hates the lucky dog. He thinks it's the worst rule in NASCAR. He goes to his point was, you know, you bust your ass for, you know, a hundred laps and you, you run hard and you lap, lap these guys. And then a caution comes out and they get, they get a free pass. Well, what do I get? I just led the race. I right. just put them a lap down. I'm the one that did all the work. What do they get? I don't get anything. How is that fair? And I think that it's kind of the same thing. Like that only benefits uh, everyone second on back. And I guess it benefits the fans, right? Like at the end of the day, it's an entertainment business. 
and um oh totally know, this this is totally entertaining inter- this this series yeah and if it's not entertaining then nobody's gonna watch it right like um as as good as it as cool as it is and as novel as it is at some point the novelty will wear off if it's just not entertaining right so i get it i is it in the true spirit of racing probably not but i would say there's a lot of things that aren't in the true spirit of of what it was before but anyways um, and back in the day apparently yeah yeah but back in the day i guess was there there was such thing as apparently like a promoter's caution or Mm, yeah i've heard that and i think i wouldn't i think it would be more like okay well this you can just call it that but really it's the series calling the caution but just say promoter's choice whereas so people will just put if they're gonna blame anyone they'll just well, the tra- it'll be the tra- it'll be basically the tracks call. Like they're like the third party. If like you know, they're yeah. I think that would be good to call it, and especially if they're gone, if they're if they have a guy racing who owns the track, <laughs> like go go for it. Call it promoter's yeah, choice. I the only thing I would say is I think they should have to call the lap that they're going to throw the caution the comp caution right. Um, before the race starts yeah because then you know uh it could could be seen that the person's trying to give somebody an advantage right it could look that way but anyways <laughs> and uh, there's already a bit of that too the race. there already is a bit of that too with the srx because it, we'll, we'll get to that in a second but obviously with um, there was a point where Biffle had to go to a backup car and there was t- like yeah. lesser used tires on it. And, but another thing here is I found out that uh, as far as I know, uh, you know, they're going to get a set of tires each race. Not sure, but let's maybe not. Maybe they're reusing tires from the. I doubt it, though. I think they get a new set every race, which is a lot of money and it adds up. They don't they're not able to just go in in the pits and just get a fresh set of tires. And not only that, they, not everyone has a pit crew. So it looks like there's just one crew of guy or a big crew of guys who can work on multiple cars at once. And they do look like they're relatively easy to work on. They were working on repairs for mm-hmm. Andretti's car and Paul Tracy's car. And, yep. and uh, they were trying to get, you know, some at one point with Biffle's car. And then they end up saying because they have two backup cars, which I think is really cool. Uh, something that you know you just go okay well your guys out well they get to they get to still race yeah and I, I think that that was very unique I wasn't sure why they just didn't change that I wonder why maybe the the tires were flat spot or something but to to put the tires that he ran on the one on the one car and then changing it to oh yeah his backup car yeah I'm not. I guess I'm not really sure why they would have done would have done that either. Guessing um, everything's sure to save money. Reason. Like no spotters. Everything's off of their intuition, which I think I think that's really well, they awesome. They get a crew chief. So right. um I I'll, I'll admit that I I listened to a, a, and a apparently different if it's podcast random today. and they set it at random. What? They set at the the selection of crew chiefs at random every race so that way it's not like the mm-hmm. same guys doing the same. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. You know, so then, so then I, um, uh, listening to a, a, a different podcast today, um, they had Doug Kobe on for an interview and, and he was just talking about it cause they asked him the same question about, you know, spotters and whatnot. And he said, well, I had my crew chief in my ear, um, 
you know, for quite a bit, um, you know, giving me lap times and stuff like that. He goes, but I didn't get to talk to him the whole time because he was also crew chiefing, uh, like two or three other cars right. at the same time. So, um, you know, the, the crew chief would switch through channels and whatnot, but, um, anyways, yeah, it's, it, it's a good setup. Like there's not, the cars look pretty robust. Oh, it's hard to say that because it, yeah, like did Paul Tracy, I, I didn't really see, did he get hit? Like, I know he got spun, but then did somebody run into him yes. like head on? Andretti, I oh, believe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. so so I didn't see that. Part. They do so they they fixed him up and and they mm-hmm. you know he he ran fine when they inverted them and they started the next stage. But the um, I think it's so interesting that they don't have spotters. But I'm wondering if again if it comes down to saving money, and and I'm wondering if you would think that if some of these guys would know some guys that would love to to just get some of that experience of working with some of these guys under their belt to say hey I I spotted for. Paul Tracy or Bobby Labonte or whatever, you know, like mm, I wonder if right. that's, I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out, but just obviously speculating with that, with what we know. Yeah. You know, you'd think same thing with the tires. You think Paul Tracy posting pictures on his Instagram and Twitter with a few ladies on his boat, his yacht. You think he wouldn't mm-hmm. mind to throw in a few grand for the races he's running or whatever. But at the same time, you don't want to lean on your drivers to pay it. You don't want to, they don't want to do it, but you would think no. Paul Tracy would have a few, a few, uh, a few grand to shell out for a set of tires. But I don't know. Maybe like that. Maybe it is. Maybe they want to do that because I'd understand that there's a lot of grassroots series that do have rules where they have one set of tires, or they'll they're only allowed to have one new tire per race or whatever. Yep. Yeah, and that's to keep costs down. Right. I mean, if. If you're building a racing series and you're concerned about the cost of tires, yeah, I, I, there's bigger issues, right? There, right. So, um, you know, you, but that doesn't mean you need to just spend money willy nilly. Like it just doesn't exactly. mean anything. Um, a set of tires for, you know, for the for the race. And then what do they get a different set of tires for practice? Do they get two sets or do they? It's I think it's just one set. So they practice on that set and then race it. So they do, you know, a hundred laps two 12 minute races, right? The heats are both like 12 minutes long. Right. And they got what? 15? What did they get in at Stafford? Well, the first one they went under caution. The second, what did they get? Like 15 laps? Or no, more than that. That's a lap there, 23 seconds um, for them. But, anyways, I, I'm just, yeah, it's curious. Um, and I wonder w- how different the tires are. I know they're Goodyear Eagles, um, which I'm actually kind of surprised about with it being such a. And what we've heard Tony, I, what I've heard Tony Stewart say over the years on his in-car scanners. Yeah. I'm also surprised he's using Goodyear. Yeah. Like I really thought they would have used like Hoosier. Cause that's, right. a, big, that's a big short track. Uh, you know, it's a short track tire. Um, and, uh, that's a, use those in dirt. Right. And they're running the, the SRX on dirt. So I'm surprised they're not running Hoosier. Um, but or, or both know. maybe, <laughs> or maybe, well, yeah, I, I mean, 
Uh, but Goodyear does make a a dirt tire. I mean, we see it on the trucks. We see it, we've we saw it on the Cup cars this year. Um, but uh, it's an interesting series. I do really enjoy it. Um, Absolutely, I, can't I, wait I loved to see it. The next one. And and so continuing because continuing off with uh, it, we we're just uh, talking in the middle of stage one here and a field inversion. Uh, place Tracy in his damaged car <clears throat> alongside Willie T. Ribs mm-hmm. while Biffle had to work his way from the back. Waltrip took the lead on the opening lap while Kobe gave, um, he, he just, he, he was, he was taken off and Biffle's race abruptly was halted when Ribs spun and he was impacted from behind by Elio Castroneves, forcing him to a backup car for the feature. Waltrip continued to lead at the restart with two minutes remaining, but Kobe passed him on the final lap to win. And that was really cool. Seeing Waltrip half a track ahead. And he even said post race uh, or sorry, post right, which was cool. They did it old school too. They, the interviewers on pit road walked up to the car, stuck their hand in by, you know, put the microphone kind of under the helmet so that you can hear them old school style. You don't see, you haven't seen that in a few years. So mm-hmm. I like that. And then, you know, Mikey talking, saying his everything hurts, his butt hurts. But, he, you know, he said he was looking in the rearview mirror and it, it kind of brought him back. And, you know, he, it's been, he said it's been All a right. while since he was able to just, just look everyone at his rearview mirror. And I, I thought that was really cool. I really dug that. I'm like, wow, like Michael Waltrip's having the ride of his life today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that. It's good. I'm glad to see because I don't know. Has Mike raced anything since he retired from NASCAR? He he's done charity events and stuff like that, but nothing kind of serious like this. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's not crazy serious, but I mean, these right. guys are these guys are taking this serious. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, these these um, are these are some of the best racers. These guys are competitors, and some of them have raced with each other before, and some of them have really wanted to race each other for a long time, and and um, you know, and and putting these guys together with in, in the feature race i felt it was a little lengthy at points i think they did good with going to commercial breaks and with the presentation although i found it hard to keep track of some drivers i guess i'll get used to their colors eventually but it'd be nice if they color coded it on the ticker at the top just so like mm, just just kind of yeah. what they do on nascar just have the number in the background whatever color is their main color on their car that would Can be I- nice <laughs> I have one strike against the series. Go for it. And that is the paint schemes. I the gray is uh, questionable for me. Uh, I just I I think they missed the mark a little bit on on I don't I I don't have a solution. Like I don't know what they should right. have painted on the cars or or what graphics they should have put on the cars. I think I instead of gray like black. X, but I just I. Kobe's car Just looked cool, though. I thought that kind yeah. of that red and white camo, I thought that looked kind of cool. I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool I little diecast. I, I just thought the other cars were a little boring, and I would have I would have much preferred to see, um, I don't know. I would just, something different. Something different. Not sponsors. Um, maybe series sponsors, and not personal sponsors, like not car sponsors, right? Like they could have had more Camping World graphics on the cars. They could have had more. Um, oh, I don't even know what the other. Uh, Who knows? Maybe they're just trying to not be like NASCAR so much where they didn't want to cramp up, you know, the 
the livery. Yeah, but they could have. You know what? They 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 have this as this like throwback short track. You know, all star series. They had one Peyton, of the founders of IROC at the beginning. Like he call, he said, "Gentlemen, start your engines." Like yeah, they're so for then, sure throwing like, it back to like IROC. paint paint the cars like old school street stocks or or paint the cars like um you know old school or old school i mean i guess they they kind of went old school with the irock series and it'd be like how they were when they were painted Uh, i don't know i i i think you know how you're saying the the other part of of just having their colors um a little bit better is maybe having the entire car just that their color. color um with a black x on it or something yeah. right they keep the x but then make the rest of the car the, their color because i think that might stand out a little bit more as well and um i would have liked to see their names bigger on the car yeah i thought, thought that too because i was trying to figure out who is who and who's who and you're looking at the ticker and you're like oh okay he's in fourth and you're trying to figure out who's yeah. in fourth and and then somebody's kind of lost and, you're kind of lost yeah. at that point you know it's like yeah yeah but i thought there was a couple i like tracy's and i kind of liked uh michael's uh paint scheme i i, I like those i was like i and kobe's i i, I was like i'm gonna probably look for those if they're ever in die cast but i who knows yeah. if they'll make those but what you could paint those cars whatever though it didn't it won't change what happens on the track and i have, i like how they handled um there, there was a, since this was the first race and i'm sure in the second race they'll they'll probably treat the tires a little bit better earlier on because i think that that's what was creating a lot of the distance was some guys were just wearing out their tires differently than some other guys were and not only that a couple of guys this is their first time in a stock car so mm-hmm. uh, i guess there's a lot of figuring i'm sure when, when it goes to i think they're going to a dirt track next week uh, at knoxville so. so that's going to be interesting to see them go from that to that but for the for yeah, in knoxville's fast i mean that's a fast right yeah that last dirt track i think so. stewart good go there but at, at the top of um as the top two in heat two kobe and walt trip they were at the front row to start the 100 lap feature Biffle, who, mm-hmm. as I said earlier, he went back into a backup car. It was unmarked, and it had 30 laps or 34-lap uh, run tires from a practice session. So maybe maybe they do get different tires, if that answers that. Um, mm-hmm. He had to start last. Okay. Bill Elliott's car lost fuel pressure during pace laps and resulted in a delayed start. He would ultimately end up retiring from the race after nine laps. Interesting, because that was the car number he was running. Kobe led the first four laps before Waltrip spun after a bump from Ernie Francis Jr. The restart took place on lap nine with Kobe and Stewart, who battled with one another until Andretti took the lead on lap three, or sorry, took the lead on a three-wide pass. Biffle completed his climb through the field. Uh, a lot of people were saying that's not fair. He's got fresher tires, and and, and that maybe was the case, but with, with this series, it's whatever. So uh, he took the lead on lap 15, and he led eight laps. But Kobe, he retook okay. the lead. From can him. we can we go back to that for a second? Sure. Like that thought, pro- like it's not fair. Okay, so what's fair? What? How do you yeah. make that fair? You either lose a car from, you either make it fair and say, okay, well you're out, so you don't get to race anymore, and you lose not only a top-notch driver, uh, who won the first 
the first race, right. the first heat, um, you you lose a car from the car count. You're not going to put them all right. on fresh tires because yeah. that's going to be too expensive. And so, you put them out in the car and let them go. Yeah, and then that's that's why so so many people said that. But I also think that that's why it, that's what makes the series so unique. And and I think that won't be. I think that really wasn't much of an argument on social media, but there obviously was people challenging that. But you know, and they yeah. even let you know Bill Elliott. They made sure that they could, he can get his car going again. They they delayed the pace labs a bit because they want everyone they want everyone in it, and that's fine. That's mm-hmm. what's going into the series, but. When Colby retook the position, he uh, they you know they raced for a little bit and they had that competition caution quarrel. The and then at that point you know it kind of looked like uh, that was it from there. Um, there was a couple of wrecks. Santretti spun out uh, from a, a tap from fellow IndyCar series driver Castro Neves. Waltrip was black flagged due to damage. Biffle led the first two laps of the restart before Colby reclaimed the top spot and he re- he just ran away with it and, and he wasn't uh, going to be beat i mean that's his, his track yeah it's his track so um but go, the second race will take place next saturday in knoxville and we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll we'll for sure cover that uh i'll be watching that for sure next week yeah that'll be really exciting i'm really i'm really looking forward to that um to that race yeah it's i'm I mean, really, I really hope... into this series for sure i think that's one of the like, it really kind of almost re-sparked my i was like hey i love racing this is why i like racing well yeah it's 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 unique it's um you get to see some kick-ass drivers battle against each other yeah i pulled out my um, tony stewart shirt after not wearing it for a surprise i could still fit into it <laughs> jeez like he's pulling yeah. out an old shirt, you know, it's like, that, that's pretty cool. Like, oh, I used to rock this. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it, and it's, it's, it, it truly is. I think the new, a new IROC series, right? What yeah. other series do you no get doubt. to see? What other series do you get to see, you know, uh, the Indy 500 champion for the year. Yeah. And, you know, Bill Elliott, you know, NASCAR champion, uh, Tony Stewart, NASCAR champion, uh, Bobby Labonte, NASCAR champion, um, Ernie Francis Jr. I know a lot of people don't know who that is, but uh, he's a seven time Trans Am champion. Um, and he's only like 23 or something like that. It's stupid. Um, they got a good mix in that series. That's for sure. Yeah, it's good. Um is it all the same drivers at the next it'll one? It'll switch up. I'm not sure it'll, but it'll switch up every every race. There's a different couple of drivers, but there's most there's mostly a main cast. It'll be mostly okay. like the same guys, but there's like a, they got a ringer and they got a uh, like a local guy. So it'll be interesting well, to see in Knoxville. About is that how far is Stafford from middle uh, from Belle Isle? Probably, uh, I'm not sure. Oh, wait a second. No, Elio didn't race at Bella. I was sorry. That's uh, my fault. I was thinking that Elio, you know, raced at Detroit, flew to Stafford, ran Stafford, and then flew back to Detroit. But I'm sorely mistaken. Oh. But you know who would have done is Paul Tracy, unless they're No, around. he wasn't there either that day. Uh, Michael Waltrip did. He did fly back to... Uh to texas though 
uh, for the Sunday race. So Waltrip was was hurting while he was interviewing guys on pit road for the All Star race. Tracy wasn't doing any of nope. the commentating. Nope. Oh. Yeah, he's doing select races this year for commentating in the IndyCar Series. Speaking of, mm. Pato Ward mm. took the anti-heat in IndyCar Series lead with a drive full of, uh, he's looking like he's got championship caliber. He passed Joseph Newgard and with three laps remaining to win the Chevrolet Duel in Detroit race two. Yeah. And he uh, he became the first two-time winner this season, breaking the streak of a different winner every race. Mexican Driver Award, who started 16, yeah. powered away from two-time series champion New Garden. Uh, and uh, that was after a decisive pass. So uh, he, he leads the championship by one point after Alex Pelot, who finished yep. third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Paddle finished, uh, finished third in the first race and won this race. Um Man, he's a he's a he's a force to re reckon with. He's, he's a good win for that driver. team too. Uh, oh, after race one, uh, because yeah. race one with uh, with Felix and uh, his pretty bad looking wreck. So, yeah, that, yeah, he, that, that was, was a good win. Award yeah, right. dedicated that win to him, which was I thought that was really cool. Nice, yeah, and, and nice. apparently Felix is doing is doing better. Yep, uh, doing well. That's so. good. Probably won't. Uh, I would think he'll make the next race. Um, Should be good. I think so. I think yeah. so. The one that's in question now is 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 um, below. Yeah, with him uh, having a cycling accident, breaking his clavicle. I say he's yeah. not racing because that's going to hurt racing. That <laughs> I really think he. There's a good chance that depending on. I mean, I know those doctors are super good, especially yeah. those. At, at those indie doctors. Um, but I mean, there's a really good chance he's there for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, that, that'll, that'll I'll be, be surprised if he's, if he's racing Surpri at yeah. road America, that'll be surprised. I'll be really surprised. Yeah. With, uh, with that though, Sunday, uh, again, with more racing that day, Kyle Larson, he was back in the NASCAR all-star race after obviously him being off a year being basically in his last two starts, he's won kind of back to back for him. Sure. Larson held off a hard charging Brad Keselowski during the final 10 lap shootout at Texas on Sunday night. And it was after a three wide pass to get back in front from push uh, and a push from Hendrick Motorsports uh, to his con second consecutive win and 10th overall in the annual non-points race with a, with a big, with a huge prize, a million bucks on the line. Um, defending all-star winner and reigning cup champion Chase Elliott, who started the sixth and final segment out front, didn't stay out for long. Larson pushed, uh, pushed his way up there and that... Uh, there were three wide while Kislowski pulled ahead briefly at the line before Larson finally got back ahead. So, yeah, it seemed like Brad was the only one that had uh, something else. Might have had a, a yeah. shot at him that like of the non-Hendrick cars, right? Um, but uh, you know, I also I heard and from uh, other sources at the track that that the Hendrick cars were able to pretty much run wide open around there and everybody else was having to lift and, and, uh, 
you know, in the corners. So, you know, Kyle Larson's amazing. I don't want to take anything away from him because he's adopted to this car amazingly. Like, I I thought he was going to win one. I, I really didn't think he was going to go. Third weekend in a row and fourth yeah. time overall this season. Yeah, like, that's unbelievable. And, um, you know, with especially with the new crew chief and um, – I forget his crew chief's name, but I don't. I think this is his first year as a crew chief. Is it not? Who? Um, Larson. Larson's no. crew chief. Who did he? Who did his crew I, chief? <laughs> I don't have that info uh, in front of me. Mm. Okay, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's just it's it's really impressive. I, I'm really impressive. But the, those cars, those Hendrick cars, like, I mean. If they're not getting torn apart every weekend, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, why? Have you heard anything? Do you know what's going well, on with them? Kislowski said little... just running second to them is is somewhat of accomplishment at this point in the season. So, um, with, with Larson Oof. winning with in with with a different team in 2019, and then winning with a different team in 2021, and obviously missing last year. Um, yeah, 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 I think it, he got better. I think he yeah, got better. Probably, honestly, for sure. I, 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 that dirt racing just changed him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. Like, it's just so he bounced back unbelievably real good. amazing. Second yeah. in points with 10 races to go before the playoffs. Um, now yeah, the only eighth driver in. to be a two-time All-Star winner. Oh wow, good for him! So um, you know, million bucks. Well, what did you think about the racing? Uh, I don't, so with the PJ one at Texas, they need to figure something out there, and any car can't even race there. The, I don't. I'm glad they're switching out the All-Star even, race every year. Let's just say that. Any car can't even get out of the bottom groove. <laughs> yeah, I'm just the glad they're switching get... it up every year. Yeah, I would. Um... Let's just say, let's just put it that way. <laughs> and it was the hottest race on record at oh, Texas, yeah, of course, with of Sammy Hagar starting that that race. Yeah. It had to have been, but it was it was definitely. I thought I thought that was cool, but yeah, it was it was the hottest on record at Texas, and in it mm-hmm. in the entire time they've ever raced there. Um, so that that was another thing they were battling too. I'm sure, and, and with with how the track heat was it was like 150 fahrenheit so um well and then the other issue the other big issue is uh you know the speedway wasn't weren't allowing people to bring coolers in and uh there's a lot of lot of issue with the heard uh more than one area or one section or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to say of people talking about about this being an issue that it's um you know when it's 100 over 100 degrees like that like you can't you can't not let people bring stuff in and then and then have people you know uh paying eight dollars for a bottle of water well and check this out they had um were the seats that are covered by uh there's like their shade seats so you know um but they covered that off just to, uh, apparently real like just like the other week and they covered it off with like this big like like all these signs of whatever's happened at the track 
Um, really? And, yeah, so the people couldn't even sit in the shade. So yeah, that that was that was questionable, and that's going back to how you know Eddie Gossage and and I'll, well, actually, we'll leave on this on this episode talking about who is the the track owner, and, and he was chosen by Speedway Motorsports to oversee uh, back when the groundbreaking happened, 1995. Mm-hmm. And uh, not a lot of people, apparently, in that area, locals to that track, they're not a fan of, of Gossage. And uh, he is he has uh, apparently been considering stepping down, and he is apparently stepping down uh, soon. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, there, you know, he, he obviously ultimately was his choice to change the track to the way it was. Probably not a good choice. There's a lot of questionable decisions in the last few seasons, and, and obviously, you know... Uh, I wonder he's what a good people... promoter too. That's the thing. Sure, he, he he's always done something unique, something big, something fa- like well, very Texas. I mean, even for the first nighttime All Star race, one of his stunts was to set Bruton Smith's hair on fire. I mean, he's done some questionable things, of but we're, I'm just gonna. I want to reach out to our audience, and I want to hear what people have to say, what they feel about. Uh, Eddie Gossage and, and w- w- what they'd like to see uh, happen to Texas. I would w- to end off here. I'm just gonna say, get rid of the PJ one. What about you? Can't pass here. Yeah, change the get. Maybe that's something to do with the turns. The PJ one. I think. I think. Um, I don't know if they got rid. Of, this is what NASCAR needs to do: more horsepower, less downforce. Get rid of the PJ one and make the drivers have to drive the cars again. I think that would, I think a lot of the issues that we as fans have with the sport, I think honestly would be really solved in in a lot mm-hmm. of that right there. Bitch, seeing what uh, you folks have to say, sound off in the comments, wherever you're watching this, or reach us on social media at the WWOMS, and you can check us out on your favorite streaming service, past episodes and future episodes and of course episodes of the mayhem racing league podcast which uh, you should check out race with us on iRacing. want to see you out there see you around the band folks hi this is alex agliani nascar pinti series driver you're tuned in from the track to the community on wide world of motorsports the number one motorsport show in the community